there, and thanks for joining me in today's podcast. You know, we're over 25,000 listening to this program over the last uh, 14 months now. My goal was by the end of the year to have 25,000, and we're now pushing 26,000. So we've had almost 26,000 hits. People listen regularly. People listen periodically and um, pass it on. All kinds of various uh, audience combinations. But we appreciate you and appreciate your faithfulness and appreciate the opportunity to educate you a little bit in the area of psychology and some of the issues related to daily living. Today, let's take a look at suicide. Suicide. Now, that's on the increase. We know that. And um, we're seeing suicide at the increase at the uh, high school level as well as at the college level. And the increase is greater among women and girls than it is among boys and men. But suicide overall is on the increase. Now, let me just say this, and this is a prediction. We're going to see more of it. You know, with our society becoming more angry and more uh, disconnected, we're going to see more suicide because that affects hopelessness or the presence of hope, if you will, or the absence of hope. But also we're going to see an increase because of the increased level of marijuana now being used in many states, and California being one of them. With marijuana use now, we're going to see increased levels of suicide, increased levels of depression, and that increases the level of suicide. So as we look forward, uh, it's somewhat of a bleak uh, look because of the fact that suicide becomes such a major event uh, for us as a community or as a society. And certainly high schools are just struggling with it, colleges struggle with it, and um, hospitals struggle with it, communities struggle with it. What to do about this particular epidemic? And um, we'll take a look at it today. There's a new model in town, however. There's a new way of approaching it. And this might be of really help. I think it's a very significant Hats off to the town of Providence, Rhode Island. Now, if you're from that area and know about that particular uh, city and its hospital, good for you because hats off to them because Providence, Rhode Island has now launched a model program in dealing with suicide. And here's what they have done. They've created a new profession. They call them the recovery coach. Recovery coach. And they've train recovery coaches in the issues of suicide, you know, both in terms of what leads to suicide, how people commit suicide or attempt it, and how to recover from it and how to live beyond it. Great deal of training relative to suicide because the recovery coach is really specific to helping people once they come out of a suicide attempt. So they're called recovery coaches. Now, a recovery coach is placed in the emergency room of Providence, Rhode Island Hospital. So they're on duty, 24 hours a day. They're on duty. They also have them in jails, and uh, they have now opened up some community centers for people who have attempted suicide who can come to a community center and just get some encouragement and get some assistance and some help uh, when they get down and they get pretty desperate. So, recovery coach, 
a new profession. You may want to consider it. The requirement is this, that you have committed suicide or attempted to and survived. So in other words, these are survivors that uh, move into this profession of recovery coach. Now that's very similar to what is done in alcohol treatment. Uh, individuals who have had addiction to alcohol and recover uh, are generally the ones that are in the treatment facilities for alcoholism and provide a very strong base for the treatment of anyone dealing with alcoholism. But it's also analogous and very similar to what we find in rape counseling. Rape counseling and rape counselors are often individuals who have had the rape experience themselves and survived and now want to be of help to others. So this whole field of surviving a trauma of some kind and then getting some very specific training, some additional training, being supervised by a professional, there's a great role to play in helping people come out of these kinds of traumas that we've just spoken of. So it's a new development, and I think it's a good one. And I think it's good, particularly as our society degenerates and our society disintegrates and our society disconnects people one from another. These kinds of uh, abuses and these kinds of traumas are just going to be on the increase. So Providence, Rhode Island has put forth a model so that they're prepared, but it's a model for other communities to consider that they might do something similar to it. So if you're in a community position of leadership, hang on and listen. See if this might be of something for your community. If you have a particular interest in this issue, you might want to look at the issue of recovery coaches from suicide. Now, generally, these people work with individuals who have overdosed. Opiates is certainly one of the uh, drugs that people overdose with. Uh, excess use of painkillers, as well as some of the uh, anti-anxiety medications that people are given, like Xanax and Ativan and some of those kind of medications that they overdose on. And sometimes, and you're going to see this increasingly, by the way, there's going to be an increase as well, that people will take a painkiller and an anti-anxiety medication at the same time as they use marijuana. So we're going to, they're going to be taking like three different medications, med marijuana, something for pain, and something for anxiety, or some of those kind of combinations. And those are deadly. Those are very, very, very unpleasant uh, combinations of drugs to encourage or to use. And suicide is not an uncommon result. Two kinds of suicide. One intentional, one accidental. We're going to see a lot of intentional suicide. You're going to see a lot of accidental suicide. Maybe they played with it, like Russian roulette. Maybe they played with it, but didn't really mean it or hoped that they would not die. But just doing the, going through the act of a suicide gesture for getting help. Sometimes we call this a cry for help. And who's there to help? Well, that's the idea of a recovery coach, is to be there uh, at the time of need. Now, here's what the uh, Providence Rhode Island Hospital has um, uh, discovered. That 
when a person comes to the emergency room having overdosed, on whatever medication it is, actually, they are then put in touch with a recovery coach. Recovery coach connects, makes a relationship with them, draws upon a relationship, talks with them, and then begins to discuss with them the various options they have for treatment. A referral to a local psychologist, a referral to a clinic, a referral to some other provider, to a physician that maybe they know, or some pastor or some community resource of some type. In other words, the recovery coach doesn't do all the counseling. The recovery coach just is there at that initial point in time to connect and to make a relationship, form a relationship, and then get them in touch with somebody who can be professionally therapeutic with them in their life and with their families. So a recovery coach is there to connect people with the options that are available in their particular community. Now, what Province has found out is that about 45% of the people who overdose and survive refuse to see a recovery counselor, a recovery coach. That's interesting. 45% refuse to see one. Now, that means they're on their own. That means they're not looking for help. They are probably more intentional efforts to suicide, but it didn't succeed. But of those that do accept the offer of the recovery coach and are referred to somebody else, referred to a therapist in the community or to some clinic or some program in the community, 85% of them benefit. 85% improve and overcome whatever it was at the time that led them into the decision to suicide. So in other words, it's an effective program. If only half the people accept the offer, that's, that's good. It should be better than that, actually. We would hope that it would be 75, 80, 90. We think everybody would. But of those that do, the therapy that they are referred to and become involved in is generally very well received and beneficial to the point of 85% improvement rate among that population of individuals. Now, the recovery coach is different from a cop. Usually, police are the ones that are on the scene to take somebody from a suicide event to the hospital. And sometimes they stay and interact with the person once they recover. Now, the police action, the, the police mentality, the police uh, uh, emphasis and duty is to find out where they got the drug, what drug they used, where they got it, how they ab- obtained it, and give them leads to their source so that the police can reduce that source of drug in the community. That's the police's role. They, they go after the drug and after the person who is serving or providing the drug that led to the suicide event, whether it's a doctor or whether it's a friend or whether it's a dealer of some kind. See, that's different from a recovery coach. Recovery coach is not interested in apprehension. He's not interested in enforcing the law necessarily, but is interested in getting the person in touch with a therapeutic community so that there can be therapy provided 
and benefit provided the individual who so desperately came to that decision to attempt suicide. So that's what a recovery coach is all about. It's a good option. It's a good little thing for somebody. If you'd like to uh, look into this, I think the only place you can find out right now is Providence, Rhode Island, the General Hospital. And uh, find out if that uh, is an opportunity anywhere else in the country. I know of no other hospital, no other place in the in, our, in the United States that offers this program other than Providence, Rhode Island. So there may be others that will be popping up. There may be others that will be coming. But if you're interested, talk to your hospital. Talk to your mental health service director. Go to the mental health clinic of your community and bring this point to their attention. Have them listen to this podcast. And maybe your community can be another community that offers recovery coaching and be a great help to these people who are so desperate in their life that they came to that kind of decision to attempt suicide so that's how to go about it if that's what you're interested in and hopefully that this is something that can uh, be developed across the nation across the country in many 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 different uh, hospitals and different substance abuse uh, treatment programs. Um, so mental health systems, take notice. This might be a good thing for your uh, community. So uh, what people want is somebody to talk to. What people want is somebody to talk to who's gone through a similar experience. What people want is somebody to talk to that is going through a similar experience. Somebody who knows what it's like to reach that point in life to make that kind of decision. That's what people want. And we as a community might be wise to provide that kind of person and help them all connect with each other. Okay? Well, anyway, nice to talk to you on that today. And today's program was sponsored by the Pompeii, United Pompeii Foundation. United Pompeii Foundation. P-O-M-P-E. United Pompeii Foundation. This is a foundation that is to raise money and to raise educational efforts to help the young people, and generally their children, generally their young people, with a major, major lung disease, which affects the muscles of, uh, of inspiration and expiration. And uh, they try to uh, provide the funds for the medication that's needed for this population, a very, very expensive uh, treatment program. And um, many of the families that have this disease in their family do not have the funds to provide the treatment program, and many of these children die very young of age. But if they can get the treatment, they have great lifespan ahead of them. And uh, so we're talking about the muscle weakness. It doesn't absorb the sugar properly and use the sugar so that the muscles develop and become strong and function, you know, on their own. So um, I recommend that you take a look at the website, United Pompeii Foundation. Go to the website, read about the disease, and you know what? If you know somebody who can be of help, get some bucks for them. Raise some dollars for them. You send them a few bucks. And maybe you know somebody that's pretty wealthy and looking for an opportunity to be of service to mankind in a very, very direct kind of way. 
put them in touch with the United Pompeii Foundation. Uh, this is a great organization, and it, there's a great need for it, and I recommend them you know, to you. Okay, and bye for now. Nice to have you with me. Bye for now.